Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mick Murphy of The System. Please don't disturb this groove. Stay right here with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio and the rebirth of the quiet storm right here at www.lotlradio.com. much it really means a lot to me to uh to be able to connect with people in this way so thank you absolutely you know one of the things that i want to touch upon the title of the album metamorphosis man we all go through that our journey our journey takes us in different directions in life as far as growth what have you learned about yourself over the last five years that's helped you transition into the person that you are today Wow, uh, that's a great question to start off with, Matt. It's uh, it's been a journey. It's it's a uh, it's been a journey. Um, you know, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, if I was just going to sum it up, uh, I think what this this whole process of metamorphosis is, is all about for all of us, but really for me, has been about releasing and getting rid of and letting go of and sacrificing and removing all the blocks in our minds and in our lives, like even letting go of people that are toxic around you or that don't support you and, uh, you know, habits and patterns and all these kind of things that are really just blocking us from who we already knew we were supposed to be in the first place, you know, who we already knew we were put on this earth to do. I always say, like, it, when we're kids, we all know we're, we're, we're put on this earth to do something amazing or at least something that, that fills us up. You know, at least something that um, excites us and makes us feel alive. And then somehow, you know, over time, 
we forget. We lose touch with it. And I think, you know, it's a lot of the stuff. We get busy with our lives. We get busy with work, with jobs, with making money, with doing this, with that, with death, with all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, for me, this metamorphosis is about really coming back home to, to who I was put on this earth to be. And, uh, you know, hopefully other people are feeling that as well. One of the things that I got from listening to the entire album, I don't want to be wrong, won't be the first, definitely, but not being, won't be the last. I got a sense of being comfortable with oneself, accepting Mm. who you are, um, being grateful for who you are, being able to express the blessings that you have in your life from a musical and personal standpoint, and being able to show such a sense of vulnerability to so many of the listeners who have just followed your music. What what is your response to that? Man, thank you. I think um, that's that's really what it's all about. You know, sometimes for me, there's there's so many things that I think I I was expected to be, um, you know, growing up. And, you know, I grew up in a pretty poor family, um, in a, in a really rough neighborhood and, and all these things. And like, I was the smart kid growing up, you know, so I was expected to get good grades. I was expected to go be a business person. I was expected to do, you know, work in an office and do this and do that. And, and, and kind of like blocking and hiding, you know, some of the dark stuff that happens in our lives. Like I, you know, people would always say like, I, um, I always have a smile or I always have this, but I think a lot of times it was allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to uh, really show who you really are, you know, and um, drop the expectations that people have on you. And I think for this album, what was really interesting is um, I originally set out when I was going to do the album that I was going to do like this really uplifting, like really joyful, like motivational album. And I sat down to, to write. And the only thing that was coming out was like all this dark stuff. Like it was just all <laughs> this, you know, heavy stuff. And I was like, wow, this is not even really who I am. But I realized for that part of me, you know, and um, I, I, one of the words that really came, or phrases that really came for me when I was doing this album is um, painting with the colors of our darkness. And it's just not hiding from the, from the crap that happens in our lives that's that's tough that the things that are hard not hiding from those things but actually letting those things use us as a catalyst for our transformation and um that's kind of what it's all about you know absolutely um you know what i've noticed you know just we as people in general i think the hardest part of being a human being is showing a sense of transparency being comfortable Mm -hmm. in our own skin um, I remember, I can't, man, it's been so long. My mother passed away in 1989, and I hear her voice every single day. And I know what she meant to me, the, the, the things that she instilled in me at a very young age. And I know you had a very special, very unique relationship with your grandmother. Can you tell the listeners out there, how, what does she do? What part does she play in your life to influence you, to help you become the man that you are today? Mm, it sounds like very similar to what you just said. I mean, um, my grandma was like, you know, she was like a, a very wise, you know, woman that was also really fun. And, and I was very close to her. Like people were always, she was like my second mom. I'm also very close to my mom. But my grandma was, um, I talked to her. 
I mean, when I was in college, I talked to her literally five days a week at least, you know, which is, I think, unusual for some people with their grandma. And what was great about this is um, she was super cool and we would, like, have these casual talks. But I think secretly she was always, like, yeah, like encoding these things in my brain on really how to be and how to live and making sure I was on the right track and making sure I could really find like my own inner wisdom, you know? And so when she left us, uh, you know, several years ago, it's like, I can, like you said, I can hear her voice, but I'm learning that it's my voice too, you know, now. And, um, I think I just feel so grateful that I wouldn't be here, you know, without her because it was, Five, four years ago, four years ago, she got diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer, and the doctors had told her she just had a couple months to live. And it was in that moment, four years ago, that I flew home to be with my family, and um, she kicked everyone else out of the room as soon as I got there. And she was like, "We'll talk about me later, but I need to ask you a question. If you were in my shoes and you knew you were going to die in two months, what would you do?" And right there, like on the spot, I just said, I'd stop everything that I'm doing and I would record an album. And it was just because she knew that I always wanted to be a singer. She knew that I always wanted to do music, but I like kind of lost sight of it, you know, going to college and doing business and doing that. And she really helped me to see that, that I, was climb, I, was, I was climbing up the wrong mountain, you know, and she was like, nah, get off this mountain and climb up the one you were born to be on. And um, I promised her that I would do it. And, and here we are with this album. And it's so surreal to me. Like, I'm still amazed that it actually has happened. But uh, real grateful, you know, for that moment. Absolutely. It definitely resonates in your music. And speaking of the music, man, um, live performances. Um, man, just something to hold on stage, man. It seems like you're a completely different Completely different person. Very when I'm when I'm conversing with you now, you're very reserved, very laid back, a matter of fact individual. But when you're on stage, it's a completely different person. Can you tell the listeners out there what does it mean to you be, to to have the ability to connect with a listening audience during your performance and after that? How do you come down from such a high after a performance? <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. Like when I <laughs> when I first when I first did I remember the first time I performed my first show, which was just last May, um, in New York City and it was like this sold out room. It wasn't a huge room, there was like a hundred people there or so and um, you know, it was my first show with a band and I felt like I got possessed, but not by anything bad. But it was like I was totally taken over like in the best way and it was even I wasn't even nervous like I thought I would be so nervous and I thought I would be this and I thought it'd be that and I wasn't I was very calm but like I was just so there in that moment with the audience and I felt like wow like this is what it feels like to just be totally taken over by the artist to be connecting in the room with the people and you know all that kind of stuff and and then I got off the stage so here's what's crazy I got off the stage went out with some of my friends thinking and I got sick. I got so sick, like, an hour after the show. And um, I, like, got dehydrated, and I was shaky, and I started getting a fever. And I started talking to one of my mentors, and he was like, you got to learn how to, um, how to hold that energy. Like, that was the first time that I had really gone there in that way. And so I've learned to um, 
have some like, you know, my own little things that I do backstage now before and after the show to make sure I'm ready. And, you know, I think it's so being live in person, you know, performing with people has turned into one of my favorite things. And um, it is something that I constantly hear from people like you're a totally different person. <laughs> and it's, it's just, I don't know, man. it's pretty crazy, but it's fun. It's fun. I'm still getting used to it. You know, I'm, I've only done like 10 shows now and, um, you know, they're getting better and better, but I'm still getting used to, you know, that energy running through me in that, in that way. So it's pretty cool. Julie, become somewhat addictive because you, you go in the studio and it's a creative process. But then when you get on stage and perform live, it's a completely different entity because you're able to take your music to a completely different level. And speaking of levels, how far reaching would you like to see as far as your songwriting reach? What levels, what goals are you looking to reach within the next five years as far as using your song your songwriting ability to possibly write for other artists? To write for other artists or anything like that? Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love that. I mean well, I mean right now, um, I'm just focusing on um I'm starting to work on like the next project already. Cause you're always, you know, writing and I've been in um, the beautiful thing about this project is it's opened a lot of doors for me in terms of collaboration. So I love collaborating with people like, you know, when you're working with another artist or even another writer or anything like what you create together, it has its own unique flavor. That's not going to be like anything else that you can do by yourself or with someone else. So Right now, what I'm doing is I'm working with as many people as I can, and the music may not ever come out, you know, but it's just a matter of, like, learning these different techniques and tools and flavors and styles of writing so that, yeah, I can. I mean, I want to, man, I want to win a Grammy. Like, we're on. Like, this is, uh, that's, that's what we're going for. So how far can we go? I want to go as far as we can go. Let's reach, you know, as many people as possible. But, um, yeah, I think writing-wise, um, when I'm writing, I really, really try to um, make sure the music that I'm writing, I feel like as artists, me personally, I feel like we have a great, uh, it's a great honor and a gift to be able to have music that we're sharing with the world. And so I like to make sure that the words that I'm sharing with people are something that has integrity that I can stand behind as a message that I'm putting into the world, especially at times like these you know, this world is going crazy, you know? So it's like, what message am I putting out there? What message is it that I'm sharing? It's not that it has to be all that serious, but it's like, you know, is it making people feel good? Is it making people connect to themselves? Is it making people, giving them a chance to process and cry over something that they haven't been able to feel, you know? And, um, you know, not just singing about, you know, drugs and parties and and stuff like that. So that's kind of my commitment to, to this right now <laughs> so absolutely you know well, anyone can um go in the studio and um create uncon- uncontrollable noise with yeah. to put out there but it takes someone who really truly has an understanding and a perfection of what the craft means to put something out there with substance we all want to dance we all want to get our groove on but it's nice to get a group on when, when the artist is saying something that we can relate to. We want relatable music. And as you said, we're living, in a, we're living in, a, in a time right now where there's a sense 
a, a sense of lot a lot of a sense of a lot of negativity in this society. Mm-hmm. And music has always been therapeutic, man. It's always been able to have the ability to bridge the gap, you know. No matter what race, creed, gender you are, music has always been that common stable that has brought us together uniquely. And speaking of uniquely, Metamorphosis, man, again, we love the album. What has you most proud of the new album? Say that again? Sorry, your, your microphone started like clipping out of so it. What has you most proud of the new album, Metamorphosis? What am I? For some reason, I'm not able to hear it because the microphone is like getting staticky. What something that I can hear? No, no problem. No, I, no, what I was asking was, what has you most proud of Metamorphosis? Oh, what am I most proud of on the song? Is that what you're on the yes. album? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Like which song? No, the entire project. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, I mean the um, dude. I mean I, I'm proud of the entire project. I mean the. The, I think if I'm making sure I'm answering the question right, I think what has me most proud of this project is that it's so real. Like it is, it is really like I've sung about and talked about and opened up about things in this album that some of my closest friends didn't even know about me, you know? And like, um, and like had to have conversations with people in my family to let them know that I was talking about certain things, you know, and just really allowing myself to be vulnerable on the album, I think was, was a big step for me just personally. And I think it's paid off, you know, in the big picture. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that and really proud of that for this project. I'm sorry if I didn't answer the question properly. Oh, I no, hear you did, you did okay. answer the question. Yes, you did. <laughs> So without further ado, let's get into it. Of course, here we are from the fantastic new album from Justin Michael Williams here in the zone of LOTL Radio. I'm 
website at www.lotlthecomfortzone.com and not only that while you're there perusing be sure to tune in and tune out all the negativity 24-hour live stop non-streaming live streaming music <laughs> 24-hour non-stop live streaming music asking you shall receive nothing but the hits substance yes lord quality over quantity and speaking of quality my goodness we have the um, pleasure of having award-winning songwriter mr gordon chambers on the show a couple of days ago 
had the pleasure of debuting his new album, Surrender, with his hit single from that album, Lord have mercy. Mm, it's a beautiful thing. Imaginary Lover, yes, Lord. <laughs> Featuring the captivating Carol Riddick here in the zone of LOTO Radio. And all to hear my 
miss my friends, hey y'all, like an NBA player. I just wanna win. No more waiting for your call. No more pain because you're gone. But the most important of all is that we don't want to shoot. Won't be hit. 
joy that you bring Feels like I'm locked up inside a chair I don't want to be free, girl, I never post bail Right now I don't like nobody else If it ain't you, girl, I'll be by myself website at L-O-T-L, the comfort zone, 
com. It's been real, man. It's been a fantastic week of music. I want to thank all of Splendiferous. Yeah, he's a Don King kind of metaphor. Yeah, Splendiferous. <laughs> but no, we want to thank all the fabulous artists that we had the pleasure on having on this week. Thank you again, Justin. Michael Williams, remember family, the new album, his latest album, Metamorphosis, is available as we speak with the hit single, here we are, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and for those who like to live a little more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. And to get all his comings and goings, you can stop by his official website at www.JustinMichaelWilliams.com. It's been a blast, man, and to all, and to so many who have tuned in and tuned out all the negativity and have followed us from day one and supported us without you there is no zone and no teddy bear. I love you so much. Mere words cannot describe how much the teddy bear loves you with a lot of extra chocolate cover honey. Yes, that's extra sweet, extra decadent. But in the words of that great American poet, Don Cornelius, keep it soulful. We're going to close it with Eric Darius. Can't get enough of your love. Lord have mercy. Here in the zone of LOTL Radio. Lord help me. Get enough of your love, baby Girl, I don't know why, I don't know why I can't get enough of your love, baby, baby Some things I can't get used to No matter how I try, I try Baby, baby